Welcome to A Course in Business Miracles. This is Heather Dominic, creator of businessmiracles.com and founder and leader of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. Join me today for some genuine practical assistance and a business altering and life changing experience. A business miracle. This is A Course in Business Miracles, episode 23 how to have resilience as a highly sensitive entrepreneur. Listen in to learn the important connection between being a highly sensitive entrepreneur and how to be resilient. So being highly sensitive doesn't mean that you aren't capable of creating a business. It only means that you must go about it in a different way. And being highly sensitive doesn't mean that you aren't capable of financial success. It only means that you must go about it in a different way. And being highly sensitive doesn't mean that you aren't capable of change. It just means that you must go about it in a different way. If a cell can change, according to Brian Lipton, in an instant, even a highly sensitive cell can change. Because yes, you are highly sensitive, but you are still human. So (laughs) your body is cellularly made up, just like someone who's not highly sensitive. It's just that your your nervous system is wired differently. And any of your HSE difficulties are not because you're highly sensitive. It's because of how you respond to being highly sensitive. And I want you to write that down. Yes. Any of your HSE difficulties are not because you're highly sensitive. It's because of how you respond to being highly sensitive. Yes. So your, any of your HSE difficulties are not because you're highly sensitive. It's because of how you respond to being highly sensitive. And so if you're using your highly sensitive nature as a reason to why you can't, right? Back to the, I can't handle it. No, it's just because you have not yet learned how to really manage those highly sensitive abilities to work for you. So when I talk about that shortcut from the resistance to the resilience, that's what I'm talking about that rather than for myself, when the resistance hits, and even if I go into overwhelm, which does still happen, especially when I'm reading research. But I've learned how to work differently so that I can access my strengths. So now when I study like as in when I'm preparing for a training retreat like this, I study very differently than I did when I was in college. Because how I was taught to study in college was how 80 percenters 
study. And so I found studying frustrating because I wanted to learn, as Diane said, I'm highly sensitive, so I'm a learner. We love to learn. But I found it so overwhelming, all of the data and the details. And I've learned now to study differently, very much guided by my intuition. And so it's so much lighter for me. And so I'm guided to like exactly what I need and I don't question it. So I might not read something from page one to page 50. I might be skipping around to where my intuition guides me, but I'm getting exactly what I need. And I don't question, like Willow brought up yesterday, ooh, I'm not, am I, I'm not really doing it right because I'm not reading from page one to page 50. Who cares? So I'm learning a different way. I've adapted into a different way. And so it's about, again, it's not that I can't do this, that I can't prepare for this, I can't execute this, but I'm going to go about it in a very different way than an 80 percenter would go about it. But that takes practice and practice and practice and practice. Okay. Good question? Do you still have a question? Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Sherry from Saratoga Springs. After working with people energetically for decades, I would actually offer that the highly sensitive beings that I've worked with have a greater innate skill at shifting the intelligence of the cells yes, within them. I would agree with you fully when we are accessing our HSE or highly sensitive strengths. Yes. Yes. But when, again, you're caught in those shadows, it can feel so difficult, right? And so a lot of what can get us trapped in taking things personally is I am identities. And I want you to write that down. I am, I am, I am sad, I am happy, I am Polish, I am German, I am a woman, I am a man, I am tall, I am short, I am a dancer, I am a swimmer, I am a run. There we go, right? So I am identities. So if we go back to the definition of resilience, the definition of resilience is about bouncing back from difficulties. The ability to bounce back from difficulties to spring back, flexibility. When we're together for our week of team planning at the beach, where Diane arrived feeling like a displaced person and left feeling like she belonged, one of the things that we work with as a team are not only our HSE strengths, but our individual strengths from the Strength Finder 2.0. And we also work with our learning abilities in terms of how we all learn best so that we can really work effectively together. 
And out of one of Jen's strengths came the phrase effective flexibility. And we all kind of latched onto that at this team planning. Ooh, that's so cool. I want that strength. Morphogenetic field, right? And that's what effective flexibility is really describing, which is resilience. But what can keep us from accessing that is those I am identities, who we identify ourselves as being. And we can hold on, cling to those I am identities, what it means to be Italian-American, what it means to be from Minnesota. (laughs) See, Wendy New just gave a whoop whoop. All I had to do was say the word Minnesota. And what's interesting about I am identities and why we tend to cling to them is because we are desperate for belonging. But so often these I am identities where we're desperately looking to belong don't actually offer us true belonging. They're actually ironically keeping us separated. As Diane shared so beautifully earlier, the identity of being a displaced person. And if she wasn't willing to let that go through our week of team planning, she could have left team planning with a very different experience. Clinging to being a displaced person because that connects her to her family of origin. I remember early on in being self-employed and I did some work with a life purpose coach. And at that time, through that work, I suddenly realized like I had sought out this coach because I felt so confused in my business. You know, like, I don't know, like, who am I? And what am I supposed to be doing? And so confused, I'm so confused, I'm so confused. I am so confused right? And the way that we identify with our HSE shadows, I am overwhelmed. And through that work, this beautiful clarity came to me when I realized that being confused, actually very similar to the insight that Maureen had, that being confused when it came to my career was actually this misfiring in my brain that had me connected to my mother because my mother was confused about her career and especially in the years leading up to before she died. And she had just decided just before she died to join a nursing program at the Adirondack Community College in this area and to begin to pursue a career in nursing. But for years leading up to that, so maybe from like when I was 10 to 14, I heard her constantly talking about being confused about what she was meant to do. And that was just like this bolt of insight. And I realized that I didn't need to be confused in order to be connected to my mother. 
and I could break that chain and I could let that go. And that didn't mean that I was breaking the connection to my mother, but I didn't need to hold on to that limitation in order to connect or belong. Deep breath in and let it out. So the I am identities is often what, again, has us in taking things personally, right? Insisting, I can't do that because. So those of you who insist that you're stuck in your business, that's the reason why. And I want you to write that down. You're telling yourselves you're stuck and wherever it is that you're caught in that resistance, right? And you're convinced that the answer is something out there versus what Hillary said is looking in here, right? And being on that path of persistence and perseverance and purposefulness through community and core practice and consistency, so that you can feel safe enough to open to what is waiting to reveal itself. But that constant head turning of, I gotta figure it out, 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 is just keeping you in that space. So there's something right now that you're telling yourself, right, of why it is that you need to be stuck. Something that you're afraid of that's going to happen when you unstick. Make sense? Okay. Real quick, clarifying question. Okay. Thank you. So I am, from what I've understood I am to be, is everything that comes after those two words is hugely significant because you are speaking thought into form. Yes. And so I believe in the power actually of I am. I don't feel that's something that needs to be, you know, but you have to be mindful of how you use it. Yes. So I am the fullest expression of God. Yes. I am powerful beyond measure. Yes. I am. So I'm speaking those thoughts into form. Yes. So that is how I would use I am, but I absolutely see what it is that you're saying. You know, when you say I am sad, I am you know, because you're locking yourself in because, yes. again, you're creating that experience, yes. right? And that outcome for yourself. Yes. But I do believe that I am can actually be extremely powerful. Yes. If absolutely. Used in the right way. Of course. So I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, absolutely. You said the key word, which is mindfulness, right? And consciousness and why we are speaking the words, but also internally speaking the words, what we're telling ourselves. And especially the, again, the unconscious connection to the lineage. And particularly in our family of origin. And those thoughts that we are insistent upon that actually were never really ours to begin with, but somebody else gave them to us. So rather than the out there, specifically when you're stuck, is again, the looking in here. And that is where grace comes in. Yes, so rather than the looking out there for the answer, the looking in here 
as Hillary was speaking about, that fierce commitment and personal responsibility. And to be able to turn within, to look at what is your part, personal responsibility, to look at what is your part, and to build and create from there. That is where grace comes in because grace is needed to be able to access the left side of resistance to resilience rather than the right side. It's very easy to access the superego voice. Again, we've been doing it for years versus the grace to be able to access the grit. And that's why, again, doing that alone and in a vacuum is nearly impossible because we need the reminder. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Course in Business Miracles. If you're ready to learn how to use your highly sensitive abilities to support you in being purposeful, profitable, and empowered rather than scattered, poor, and undervalued, take my free self quiz to find out if you are indeed a highly sensitive entrepreneur. And if you are, along with your quiz results, you'll receive my free HSE success guide, which will teach you how to have your highly sensitive abilities working for you to create the results you desire in your business. Take the quiz and receive your free success guide now at www.hsequiz.com.